Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Welcome to another guest episode with myself, I'm going to say myself, Laura Carter, myself, <laughs> Sophie Hillian, and my lovely co-host, Laura Arrowsmith Carter. So today, again, is a very special guest Yay. episode. I feel like we always say that, but all our guests, anyone that enters the Fashion Demix family and comes on the podcast is very special to us. So today, ah, I'm so excited, we are interviewing the wonderful Jenna Robinson from Married at First Sight, which I just, I mean, Laura knows how obsessed I am, was with Married at First Sight. Oh my God, and this was the most explosive, amazing, amazing series. Um, Absolutely loved it, but really excited to speak to Jenna, um, really because obviously she was fabulously fashionable on um, on the programme, but also she's got really strong beliefs around... Um, kind of veganism and ethics and sustainability so I just thought what a great opportunity to speak to her about how her habits affect her shopping decisions and what she buys and what she does so really really excited to speak to Jenna we're both maths fans which is just amazing we are, we are. so I hope she's got some great tips and tricks for you all so we really hope you enjoyed the interview Okay, we are so excited to introduce our very special guest, the beautiful, the talented, the wonderful Jenna Robinson. So welcome to the Pastademics, Jenna. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on. We're so grateful and we're so excited to talk about you and your experiences and everything that you're doing. It's so exciting. Oh, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. So tell us about you. Obviously, you're on Married at First Sight, which Sophie and I were absolutely obsessed with. We like really? obsessed. obsessed. Watched it. So yeah. obsessed. I mean, it was an experience and a half, not going to lie. Because um, it's been it like was, ages ago now. Yeah. For us, like, our wedding day was on the 7th of April. So it's nearly oh, been a year wow. for us now. Wow. So, yeah, a long time has passed. And, but it's been quite nice because... Just as of the last couple of months, I would say it feels just like life's gone back to normal, like normal life rather than all the like craziness of the show area and, you know, people starting to recognize you in the street. Like we've just been able to have a normal relationship. So, yeah, it's been it's been lovely. Oh, so nice. And it was a beautiful <laughs> wedding. We were really oh. rooting for you. You were the one couple that we were absolutely 100 percent backing. Oh, good. Well, we are the winners after all. <laughs> There you go. We've got sustainability queen and then Zoe the legend from Stafford. I was like, yes. 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 He is a legend, isn't she? An absolute legend. But um, yeah, the the eggs she'll never live down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And what's the pick what's the pickles? What's the pickle? Mr. Pickles? The oh the pickles rat. No. Every time I do a Q&A on my story on Instagram, people always comment on Mr. Pickles like, <laughs> oh, guess what? I've got a pipeline. They're like, oh, you're getting a friend for Mr. Pickles. Oh, you're adopting Mr. Pickles. No, guys. Give it a rest. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about Mr. Pickles. I've managed to hide him away in a cupboard somewhere. I've not seen him in a long time because Zoe's moved into a new house. Uh, when we were at the old apartment, it used to be out 
in the kitchen, as you could all see on national TV. <laughs> and she's adamant that it wasn't the kitchen. I was like, it was the kitchen. She was like, no, it's on the side where I don't prepare any food. I was like, it's still part of the kitchen, though. So, you know, don't have a pickled rat in the kitchen, at least. Go put it on a, sh- on a bookshelf in an office somewhere. <laughs> Love it. I mean, Love tell that. us tell us about your business because we did see snippets of it on the show. So we are we'd love to know more about it and how it started and you know where it fueled itself from. Okay, so yeah, I mean it was I'm a bit I'm one of these crazy people that when I get an idea or I feel really passionate about something, then I'll just kind of run with it. And so before I had my shop, I was a dancer and I had a dance school for six years. So it kind of took a very different turn. My career took a very different turn. Um, I think obviously COVID and stuff kind of sparked me selling my dance school and moving into a different direction. And the other things that I was passionate about was veganism and sustainability and all of that stuff. So I fueled my energy into starting a business that incorporate all of those things. So yeah, I was just doing my research on like zero waste shops. Although personally, like I'm not really comfortable with the term zero waste. Yeah, This is just kind of like, like zero waste is just a very well-known term, you know, in general. So people know what you mean when you say zero waste. So it's an easy go-to. However, I think it's a very, um, it's a word that's unreachable. Like people can't really reach that. It's like almost like you're striving for perfection and you're never going to get there because zero waste in itself means that you are never going, you know, to create waste, plastic, whatever, when it's it's physically impossible. We don't live in a society that makes that possible. If that was going to happen, it would have to come from people higher up. So really, I guess it's more of an eco store where people come in and they refill their, their Tupperware or their bottles or their jars with dried produce foods and they uh, fill the bottles like up with shampoos and conditioners and it's all refillable so you are significantly reducing your weight by coming to a shop like mine however I think it's still it's still not enough to make the whole population of the UK you know go be sustainable because also it's not accessible to everybody so I'm the only one in Blackpool and even I'm not that busy. So, you know, there's not enough of my my kind of shops out there for people to shop at. And it can be a bit more expensive sometimes. I mean, most of the time, the foods and stuff and the herbs and spices can be cheaper. It usually works itself out about the same, but people see it to be a much more expensive kind of way of shopping. Although obviously, like there's, you've got your, your, like zero waste swaps, they call them, sustainable swaps. So you're swapping out throwaway razors for a a reusable razor. So although it might cost you more to begin with, they're all investments and then you're not going to spend that money again in the future. So yeah, it's, 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 um, it's something I'm really passionate about and that I think the more people could get involved, but I understand why. It's hard for people to. So essentially, it's less packaging into landfill is what you're trying to achieve and, yeah. and also getting people to shop locally too. Yeah, exactly. A lot Because the types of people that run zero-waste shops like me are very conscious of their like carbon footprint. So we do, yeah. like, any, any stock we get is usually from locally made oh, wow, like, okay. local brands stuff like that so you know it's not it's not very often that things are being shipped from other countries as well so there's so many benefits to it but also those benefits can sometimes mean 
you know, not as affordable. Yeah. So there's ups and downs. Ultimately, we're trying to reduce plastic waste, people's carbon footprint, trying to encourage people to support small businesses, local businesses, and just being more eco-minded in general. I think we're all very wasteful as a society. It's just how we've been brought up, isn't it? Like we just, it's, it's a very, it's just consume, 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 buy, buy, buy all the time. And everything's just, just at our fingertips. It's so easy to go online and buy something off Amazon or wherever. Yeah. So people don't tend to really think about their choices enough. I think it's lifestyles as well. Like it's convenience. Like the amount of times you just like go into a shop and I don't know, buy a sandwich or a packet of crisps you just disregard the packaging and you just don't think about it you know we're moving so quickly all the time that we probably throw away more I mean if we look at what happened with Covid people just all of a sudden didn't care about you know we bought in millions of gloves and masks and you know it was just wasn't in the forefront of our minds so I think now that's kind of like slowing down it's maybe the opportunity to re-educate people a little bit yeah And I think for me, it all kind of started with veganism. Like I think when I first went vegan, it was like nearly seven years ago now, I wasn't educated on any of this stuff. Like I wasn't, my mind just wasn't open to learning these things. Whereas as soon as I started learning about veganism and the impact that the meat and dairy industry have on the environment, that's what then sparked my interest into learning more. Okay, what more can I do as an individual to make a change Um, or to encourage other people to make a change too and then I started doing my research and then realizing okay it's not just what I eat it's like it's also my fashion choices and other other choices as well so that was what I I ended up watching a documentary called um I don't know if you've seen it it's called I think it's called The True Cost and it's about Yeah. yeah and it's about obviously like workers in other countries and how much they get paid and you know, they're, they're very much exploited in terrible working conditions for these big companies that then sell clothes for very cheap to Western countries like us. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, a lot of us are going through life very blindly and these issues are never brought to the forefront. Like people don't hear about these issues enough, especially in the fashion industry. I feel like when it comes to veganism and the meat and dairy industry, I feel like people are getting there now and understanding, okay, maybe we all need to start making small changes, maybe eat less meat every week or whatever, less dairy, and that'll have some kind of effect. People understanding the impact that that has, has on the environment. However, I don't feel like that link has yet been made in the fashion industry. And it's a, it's a topic that definitely needs to be spoken about more often. I think the problem there is, is that the cost, I think there's a whole lack of, um, like p- people and customers expect brands to be more ethical and expect them to do all these amazing things. But then when it actually comes down to it, they still won't buy the product. I find that a lot yeah. from speaking to my students and, and cost is one of those barriers. But you, like you mentioned like that slightly with, with food, but I think definitely with ethical clothing, like yeah. I just think it's so out of reach for some people that it's just not doable. Yeah, totally, totally see your point. I think if you're trying, if you're wanting to buy from a sustainable brand, for instance, like the, you know, they make clothes out of whatever material that's reused or recycled or whatever, and it's a proper brand, they probably do charge a lot more than these fashion brands. You kind of have to weigh up, okay, if you can afford it, then obviously it's the change is worth it. However, there is other ways of shopping sustainably where you don't have to go directly to, you know, the brands that are creating new pieces 
sustainably. You can shop at charity shops or you can go on Vinted or Depop and buy pre-loved items for a lot cheaper than what you would even on the fashion websites. So that's how I shop personally. I like to shop Vinted, Depop. That's how I buy all my clothes. If I see someone walking down the street in, let's say, I don't know, they've got like a green jumpsuit on and I really love the look of it, then I don't necessarily want to find the same thing anyway. I want to find something similar. I want to be unique. I want to be myself, but I love that look. So now I'm going to go onto one of these websites where I can find pre-loved clothes and I'm going to type that in and see what pops up. And it might be like a different variation of it, but that's kind of the beauty of it. And everyone can be like different and unique. And you never know what gems you're going to find on these kind of sites. I just think that way of shopping is kind of more exciting than going to the high street shops where you know for a fact if you're going out on a Saturday night that a lot of people have been shopping that week and you're going to end up being in the same outfit as someone else or potentially be in the same outfit as someone else or see someone else wearing the same thing as someone else I just think that you know there is benefits to shopping sustainably no absolutely and I think you know the more fast fashion brands we're seeing the more disruptive it's it's making the industry but I think going back to talking about food there's some areas where we're being forced not knowingly to be more sustainable like McDonald's paper cups that they're changing to paper straws and that's just happened through guidelines yeah and this year we do have the plastic packaging tax that have just you know has come into I think it's this April is it that's coming into force so I think why are they not rules and regulations within the fashion industry around that why aren't we charging yeah. these big organizations for pollution or damaging the environment or not using sustainable recyclable biodegradable materials like why is that yeah. not a thing I think when it comes to a lot of these things we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as individuals to try and like I say try and be this perfect person that's going to live yeah. as sustainably and ethically as possible and although we can all do our bit I think ultimately it's up to the big companies and organizations, big industry and the government to be put implementing these changes 100%. in order to make it possible for the general public, you know, the average person to be able to shop that way. Like you say, it's about convenience at the end of the day and affordability. And unless you've got both of those things, people aren't interested. So no. unless you are someone like me who goes out looking for, you know, those options and I will really try my hardest to do that it's not always that simple like going back to the whole zero waste chat like I said it's it's this word where you're striving for perfection when it's not physically possible I got to a point a few years ago where I would not starve myself but like I would be at a point where I'd be hungry and I'd be like I can't have I'm not going to go and buy that pack of crisps because it comes in a foil wrapper and I don't want to buy anything in foil and it got to that point of me really being so harsh on myself and deprive, depriving myself of things that I wanted because I was trying to make every single decision based upon that lifestyle when it's not that black and white. It's just not that simple. You can't, unless it's made easy for us and, and doable, we can't, you can't physically live that way unless you've got all the hours in the day to stay at home and cook three meals a day and also cook all of your snacks with fresh ingredients that you've got from the grocers and your local zero waste shop, which again, not everybody has access to a refill shop. I didn't have that. When I was trying to do, that's actually one of the reasons why I ended up opening my shop because I was trying to live that way, but I couldn't physically do it because I didn't have 
the resources in my local area, which will be a lot of people's issues. So just it's it's the same on all boards. It needs to come from a higher a higher place, yeah. and those yeah. things need to be implemented at a much higher level. I think it's interesting as you were saying, like about like living up to this like zero waste thing. It's a bit like when Greta Thunberg was caught on a train and she was like eating with like plastic cutlery or something. It's like let her just for a sec like you can't like if she's hungry what's she going to do eat it with her hands and yeah. I just think it, it is difficult and I, with me and Laura have been reading about something called um green hushing um, green hushing so it's kind of the opposite of green washing that brands are actually instead of being transparent about what their sustainability agenda is then actually they're keeping it to themselves more often because they feel like they're going to get hung, drawn and quartered if, God forbid, yeah. like they're a little bit out of line or if they said yeah. something, it's 100% recycled, but it's 95%. So there's this new trend in brands almost protecting themselves, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I totally get it. I think yeah, there's a lot of greenwashing that does go on. However, I think exactly what you just said, I think there's this expectation that you have to be perfect. However, if we all just did a little bit, then that would go a long way um and yeah I felt exactly the same as that like especially now I'm in the public eye I feel like I can't put a foot wrong however I've kind of gone the opposite to what I thought I would I thought I was gonna be have to be really regimental and strict with myself however I feel like I've just been more like no you're gonna have to accept me as I am I might be on a train with you know I might have forgotten my my reusable cup and I've gone and bought an orange juice because I really needed a drink in a plastic thing like that's just and you're gonna have to accept that and hopefully they listen to podcasts like this where you know I explain that we shouldn't be pulling people down because of any small thing that they do wrong let's try and lift people up and celebrate what they are trying to do in order to make a change in order to make the world a better place and and, at the end of the day if your intentions are are good and you're trying to make a positive change then that should be celebrated and have that influence on other people to make small changes too so you know people can people are always going to moan always yeah it's never going to be perfect but like you said it's just it's trying it's doing a little bit and if everybody did that it would make a significant difference yes exactly so you've recently done a collab with asda Talk to yes. us about that partnership and also how it went getting uh, Zoe on board for Veganuary. Do you know what? She actually, um, she did so well. Like, it's, it's, it's finished now, it's complete. Um, and she has gone back to eating a bit of bit of milk, okay. a, bit, a bit of dairy, a bit of meat, which I don't, she's kind of in the process of having to reintroduce those things back into her diet. But while she was doing it, she struggled the first week. I think her body was like going through some kind of detox. <laughs> so she felt more tired and like, I probably shouldn't say this, she was having like toilet troubles. But like, but for the first week, she was struggling, right? Oh, bless her. <laughs> I know, I had to give her a bowel massage. It was the low point of our relationship. <laughs> We've all had them, haven't we? <laughs> I had to get a video up on YouTube and follow it. And then after that, though, she started to feel so much more like energized. She had more energy when she was going to the gym. She could do more. Her skin was much clearer. It was glowing because she gets like acne spots normally. And that's heavily linked to dairy. And 
this is the thing I feel like a lot of people were not really taught it growing up but our diet and what we put inside our bodies it can be detrimental to our health and you know we don't really think about what we're doing but our food is our medicine and it's mm-hmm. you know what fuels us and for, for some reason if something's wrong with us we always think oh it must be something else it can't be our diet we never put it mm-hmm. on something that we're eating we're not uh, we've not been raised to think that way we're like okay well there's something wrong with me you know I've got acne or I've got asthma I'm just gonna have to live with that when really there could be adjustments that you could make to your diet that would change those things and you don't have to live like that forever like these things can be reversible mm. um but and I think this is what Zoe's kind of seen with that so now she's gone back to having a bit of dairy she's starting to notice again like her spots are coming back no. and you know it be pure coincidence but I think at the minute she's because she did end up enjoying the food, like the Asda stuff, there was so much to choose from that we both found stuff that we really enjoyed. Cause I'm not, I normally cook with just like, you know, a lot of whole foods, like really healthy, like veg, like like I say, locally sourced. So I was trying new products as well and I that I was enjoying. So, but it was really nice to bring us together and cook together. And it's been really great for our relationship. I didn't think she would take to it that well, but she's absolutely smashed it. But yeah, she's having to now kind of battle with going back to those products and seeing how it's affecting her body again. But she does, you know, she's still in a battle with her mind. Like she still wants to eat these things that she enjoys. Not there's some things that she's cutting out and she's definitely having a lot less. Like we're going out for meals still and she'll share with me. Like we'll get a few bits and bobs to share. Um, So yeah. She's been a lot more open-minded now, whereas before it would have been, okay, I've been at home all day and I've cooked a meal and she's been at work all day. So I was like, well, this will be nice. I'll have a nice cooked meal for her when she gets home because I've been working from home. And then she'd get home and be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then she'd she'd cook her own meal. You cook her sausages that she likes. And whereas now, you know, she'll happily eat something that I've cooked. So, yeah, it's definitely been... Something, it's had an impact. An impact that's changed her perception on vegan food and yeah. vegans in general. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the first meat product she ate on the yeah. she woke up. Or when, when she did the first affair, what did she have? <laughs> Got to have a piece of ham. <laughs> this is the thing, though, right? Because her, her how, like, we, we had obviously loads delivered to us from Asda. So we had a few ready meals that she was planning on taking to work that week. And uh, she said she said it to her, her um, housemate. She was like, oh, I've got loads of meals in there. And then her housemate was like, it finishes on Tuesday. You don't have to do it then. You can you can just take, eat what you want. And she was like, oh, but, um, I'm actually looking forward to them. And she still took the vegan meals to work that week. So That's amazing. Then she got to work and then everyone was like, wait, it's the end of Veganuary. <laughs> like, here's a KFC bucket. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They were all just like... They were all thinking that Zoe was going to be in this yeah. space of give me the no give me all the meat, give me all the dairy. When really she wasn't bothered. Like yeah. she, but she still had. I think she had KFC one day, and um, what else has she had? I don't know something else. But um, yeah, she they, they definitely the people booked in meals with her all week, thinking she'll want to celebrate. <laughs> but oh, yeah, she's that. she's really sticking to a lot of vegan foods, so it's good. In terms of you, do you still drink wine and things? Because apparently wine isn't vegan, is it? Or is I know. It? Did, you learn the, did you learn this off the show, Laura? Because I mentioned it on there. Did I say it on the show? Yeah. 
is it so, is it got like fish in it or something yeah, yeah. So oh I remember this conversation yes I remember uh, a lot of wine is filtered through fish guts which as soon as Zoe heard that come out my mouth she was like I don't want to know any of these things stop telling me I don't want to know and I was like you asked the question she she literally asked the question why is wine not vegan and that's why it's not vegan this is the problem it's just people just don't know we're not told these things it is a little bit of like ignorance is bliss and you just you just go along with it but actually now when I pick up open a bottle of wine I'm like no, there are vegan wines. There's, there's vegetarian wines, vegan wines. There's there's loads of wines out there that aren't filtered okay. through. <laughs> so, Thank but God. you do, you know. But it's a case of having to. Again, it's not always convenient. There, there is um usually a symbol on it now that says vegan on it if it yeah. is vegan. However, I think there's still some brands out there that don't necessarily specify. But if you Google it, it says not. You know, it's vegan or it's not vegan. Yeah. Um, so it's just a little bit of hassle, isn't it? When you stood in in the shop and you're trying to get a bottle of wine, you have to get your phone out to see if it's vegan or not. But you know, hopefully, we'll get to a point where it is all very clear. <laughs> and I don't understand if you can have a bottle of wine that isn't filtered through fish guts. And, why would you? And they both taste the same. Why don't we just not do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no thanks. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> just stop doing it. <laughs> Let us all enjoy our wine and peace. Exactly. Instead of thinking of all the fish guts every time I have a slurp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. So what are your go-to fashion brands? Because um, obviously you've said like uh, you like, you know, you love your fashion. Um, yeah. And does that make it, because of your beliefs and your values, does it make it a little bit harder to shop or you have to consider it a little bit more? For me, like, I don't necessarily go to sustainable fashion brands to shop. Like I say, I feel like a lot of them are very hippy-dippy and this very relaxed style clothing, which is great for, like, when you're relaxing at home or chilling, you know, not doing much. But when you're someone who's a bit younger and wants to look fashionable and, like, go out, maybe go on a night out or something, I don't feel like there's enough options out there. There's, I don't even think there's any options out there. I feel like I need to start my own line. Um, you do it. Let's do it. I need do to do it. it, right? I get on the case. But there's one. There is one brand that I found, and me and Zoe got this uh, voucher to go to Selfridges and now again you can imagine Selfridges is not my kind of shop right so <laughs> there's just not many many vegan options there you know I was like I was saying, you know maybe I could get some makeup but then oh, there's absolutely no makeup brands in Selfridges that aren't that are cruelty free they're all they're most of them testing animals or if they are cruelty free they're not vegan because they've got like I don't know beeswax in it or something so I just of course, yeah I always there's I just knew that I was going to find it hard to find anything. Anyway, we're going down the escalator and then I just happened to see all these clothes on this line. I was like, oh my God, look at that jacket. That looks dead cool. Like, And then went down and it just happened to be a pre-loved, like, um, but it was like reworked clothes. Anyway, the brand's called Cow. I don't know if you've heard of it. Ah, yes, yes, we love Cow. Yeah. So they're based in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yes. yes. So... Yeah, so this happened to be in the middle of Selfridges, like the rest of all the fast fashion ones are around it. And then that was just in the middle of, oh my God, I found this little bit of heaven in Selfridges and this is where I'm spending all of my money. But (laughs) this pops from there, actually. How funny, because the last time we spoke, I was wearing the the jumper. Yeah. This pops from there. Um, I'm just living in it. Like I literally spent the whole £200 there because I was just like buzzing. But they don't, they do, it's all... 
vintage stuff or mm. reworked pieces of clothing. They have artists that work on them. And I just, I, oh, it's just amazing. I love it. I'd love to work with them one day. Oh, you should. You should approach them. Yeah. Um, go down to the big store in Digbeth. It's so nice. And they've got a huge selection. It's it's okay. beautiful. Definitely recommend. Yeah. Well, one of our students used to work there, didn't they? So we need yeah. to we'll, we'll try to hook you up. I'm not sure if he still does, uh-uh. but we're trying to hook you up. It's fabulous. <laughs> and if you do start your fashion line, Sophie and I can do your PR and marketing. So it's perfect. There we go. I will. There you go. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the only one I found really that I'm like in love with is is yeah. Cal. Like I just it's it's just my vibe. It's my kind of thing, and I feel like yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is what cool people that's wear. You. Yeah. That, that is yeah. like yeah. that's what you imagine people going, you know, walking around Shoreditch wearing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Really cool vintage stuff. So yeah. I, we need to find. I need to find more places like that, really. Or like you yeah. say, yeah. Out my- oh, Jenna, I know you'd really love. There's a place in the Midlands uh, called the New Life Centre, um, and it's like it's a charity place. But they they send in all these clothes from like River Island, and I don't know. I've seen Ted Baker in there. I've seen Hunter, like Primark, everything. I think Zoe's mum mentioned this to me, and someone else has mentioned it to me as well. Like, so yeah, it must be a place that I go and check out. Basically, like you've just kind of spark something as well because you said obviously there's there's brands there you know if I shop at somewhere that's pre-loved charity shops those kind of things vintage depop I don't look at labels I don't know where things are coming from you know it could come from any any brand but same with like leather I will wear leather I'll wear suede never fur but I'll wear them if they're secondhand and they've been you know there's something that's been around for years and then I'm just getting that extra wear out of them afterwards like it's much better than going direct to a, a brand and buying it so yeah I'm I feel like there, there will be vegans out there that that won't wear it that refuse yeah. to wear it but I'm not that kind of um pickety about it like I'll put the sustainability choice in yeah. front of that you know what I mean and also I guess the longevity of the product you know yeah. like I think it's fine to wear it secondhand. I think that's great. I think if you didn't, you've also got to think about the other side of wearing plastic. So it's, yeah. you know, you can't, you really can't win with this. Yeah. Um, so like you exactly. said, it's just doing your best. Everyone doing yeah. the best, doing their bit. And I think if, you know, if someone else can get a wear out of a piece of clothing or a pair of shoes for so many years, it's much better than that product, go, you know, going into landfill. Where are they going to end up if I don't buy it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. You'll have to go to New Life. You'll have to let us know what you get. Sophie, didn't you get your wedding, your bridesmaid shoes from there? Yeah. Oh, I love it. There's nothing better than someone say, oh, my God, I love that dress. I'm like, £3 from New Life. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite thing to do. It was so funny because whilst Married at First Sight was on and people were watching it and we'd upload pictures, you know, some weeks and that, you know, people would message me all the time like, oh my God, where did you get this outfit from? Where did you get that outfit from? Like the dress that I wore, my Varunals was like a white lace. Don't know if you remember. Oh, it, yes. Yes, yeah, it was beautiful. I literally yeah. have, I don't even know where it's originally from because there was never any tags in it and I literally got it about 10 years ago. It could have been from anywhere. No and I just way. in before the varinal day I was like I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna have to buy something new because I don't have anything and then I just looked in my wardrobe and I saw it and I was like that'll do <laughs> that'll do and yeah. I, I'm like I'll watch it now and I just think god it's such a beautiful dress and 
I'm so glad that I wore it because it's, mm. you know, the dress that's just been sat there in my wardrobe for years. I've only ever worn it a couple of times. And even when I did buy it, it was secondhand. And I got so many compliments on it that, you know, it, it's so, it would, would have been so different if, I, if I'd have bought something new. I just feel like it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. It wouldn't have been you. It's what you what you stood for and what you represent. So I love that. Yeah. And a lot of outfits that I did wear during commitment ceremonies and dinner parties that people are asking me again, I was like, I just borrowed it from a friend, to be honest. Like, I'm not scared to say, you know, I've borrowed from a mate mm. and I've worn a national TV. Yeah. It's not from my dress, but, you know, yeah. it's beautiful. And it's and it made, you know, it made sense. Like the um, red lace jumpsuit that I wore at the Christmas special was my friend's. I love that. So yeah, I'm giving I love it back that. to her now. Um, what else? Yeah, my, I remember my friend coming around with a whole suitcase full of stuff before I went on. And she's like, right, just pick whatever you want. She loves charity shop shopping as well. So we're both like on, in the same boat there. So many people that go on TV shows like Married at First Sight or Love Island, anything like that, they must spend thousands on their wardrobes. Yeah, yeah. Did. All the other girls in that, you know, even Zoe spent so much money on clothes before they went really? on there. And I can understand yeah. why people do it. You know, you're not getting it's- a budget. It. it's the pressure of being in the public eye like you want to look your best and be well mm-hmm. presented so I guess you do have that you know I've got to buy I've got to have a new outfit every program and etc etc yeah. so it's hard and another thing that I, I try and encourage as well in people and I've put I've put this on my Instagram and I think I might have mentioned it on my YouTube channel as well is this shame that surrounds you know an outfit and like wearing it a second time I'm trying to you know, get it out there that, you know, don't just buy something brand new from a fast fashion brand, wear it once and then throw it away. Like that's so wasteful or just let it sit there. Like people are so ashamed to wear something a second time. Like, oh, I can't, people have already seen me in it. It doesn't matter. Like get, I think we need to kind of promote that. Like it's okay. Something's beautiful and you love it and you feel great in it. Then why not wear it again? Or like I say, lend it to a friend, let them get, some joy out of it and then maybe do a clothes swap I want to I need to do I want to do an event that's like a clothes swap with like friends and family and everyone yes. brings five items amazing. and you all just pick what you want that would be amazing oh yeah, yeah I'd be there I'm inviting myself do it yes. do it in Stafford so I can come <laughs> there's also something else that I kind of want to say because I feel like as much as I'm promoting buying pre-loved charity shops you know vintage depop again I just want to put it out there that it's not doable for some people, like people that are bigger sizes, like for the bit bigger woman or bigger man, you know, you can't always find mm. clothes that fit you. So some people have to buy from brands. Yeah. And I totally understand that. And so, you know, it's not accessible for everyone still. And this is where the problems are in so many industries and mm. that needs to be tackled. We need more sustainable clothing, made sustainably, made ethically, because it's not just about pollution and and the environment and, you know, things ending up in landfill and plastic and all of this. It's also about human rights as well. Yeah, completely agree. It's a really good point, actually. You just don't think about how accessible everything is to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And it's not always budget, is it? when When I think about accessibility, I always go straight to the budget, but it's not always even about that. And one thing that I really love that you said 
you know, when people have been like messaging, you know, where did you get this from? Obviously, if, if people were wearing fast fashion, you probably get a lot of that from other programs where they are wearing fast fashion. And there's no shame in that. But that, that then encourages more mass consumption. So that person is then going to sell more. But the fact that you can turn around and go, oh, I borrowed it off my mate. It's like... <laughs> Well, maybe I'll look it's at amazing. doing that. Yeah. Organize yeah. your own little clothes swap with your mates and, you know. Yeah. Like, you're going to definitely do that. Not worn. Yeah, I, I would exactly. do that. It's a little night as well. Like, get your friends around and have some wine or have, put some nibbles out and have a little party and swap some clothes. But got to be vegan wine. No fish guts. <laughs> no fish guts, please. Welcome, so. <laughs> like that promoting there. <laughs> vegan wine for Mazda yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much Jenna it's been a pleasure having you on you've been absolutely fantastic I've loved oh, learning you. more about veganism and your style and everything about you is just so um really inspiring it makes me want to just kind of like sometimes we do like meat-free Monday and we do occasionally do meat-free meals but also considering about packaging um yeah. I think that's so important and considering all those those little things that we take for granted every day so yeah. oh, thank thanks, you so right? so much it's been like a bit of a you know journey being in the process and then when you do get lovely messages from people being like you know you've inspired me to do this or you've made me think about this I've never heard about that this is what it's about it's just about educating educating people and not making people feel shame for their choices yeah. and their decisions because a lot of the time people do, you know just don't know otherwise or haven't learned that mm. so you know if I- we can let people know in the nicest way possible and then it's up to them to make those choices for themselves yeah I actually think it's really refreshing not stereotyping at all but really refreshing to hear somebody that's vegan not guilt trip others into changing themselves you're very much like you know if you can just try you know maybe swapping a milk out for oat milk almond milk or just maybe yeah. reduce the packaging rather than because I've got some friends that are vegans, hope they don't listen to this, but it's very <laughs> like, did you know about the antibiotics in the milk and the past and what you're doing to these animals? And then you just kind of then go home and your husband's or whatever's made you dinner and you just have this sense of guilt of, oh my God. And it's like, there's no yeah. pressure from you. It's really kind of like educational, but in a beautiful way. Oh, thanks, Laura. I think it's taken me a long time to get to this point. I think it's a, such a journey for people and everyone is everyone is so different. But when you it's hard, I feel like I used to be like a, a vegan. <laughs> Angry vegan. <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just a chill vegan. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like I feel like, you know, especially when you are first learning about all the injustices, whether it be to do with animals or the environment or, you know, our health as humans and what we've been taught that's not necessarily true information, you feel very passionately about it. And I've I've actually mentioned this somewhere else that must have been on my YouTube channel, but, you know, you care about your family so much and you love them and you want them to be as healthy and live as long as possible and do all these things that are going to be really good for them. So you're, you're trying to tell them that but you do end up coming across pushy and, you know, and Mm. people don't take well to that. People don't take well to being told what to do in an aggressive way. People like to be able to learn and make those decisions for themselves. So this is why I think like education is key. I actually came up with an idea the other day and I might make this happen so you can plug it if you want. But um, (laughs) I I came up with this idea for like to start a charity where, it will be a website just full of resources, documentaries, 
um and it will be not just about food but also the fashion industry and stuff like that Love it. So that people can watch recipes that people can try um but also be a support network of vegans or people who are sustainable who can support other people trying to make those choices that are finding okay. it difficult and need that support because what was hard when I first went vegan especially is the judgment from other people and you know feeling like you know you're just trying to do it on your own there's not enough people around you that are also living life that way I didn't know anyone none of my friends are even vegetarian on my family okay. were, were vegan so you feel very alone and yeah. you're having to make all these choices you're learning everything new so I feel like if there was a place where people could go and get that support it would be really good so I'm hoping to start that at some point I think that's a brilliant idea do you know what it would be fantastic in schools if you could go and do talks in schools or colleges because like you don't learn these things in school that's what's so frustrating and if you can kind of have that network and implement it almost in a little bit into the curriculum almost but because you're kind of like such a easy person to talk to you're very lovable there's no kind of like direct or fear factor that I think they would really want to and listen I feel like Phoebe Buffet from Friends you know she, she gets the guitar out with the kids and she starts uh-huh. saying yeah. how and the and the bum comes along and hits it on the head that's how we Legend. get that's me <laughs> all, the, all the parents would be like get her out just get her out now I want to see a reenactment of that. Okay. <laughs> also, I know our viewers can't see, but the trout, the jeans that you're wearing, are they from Cal? The jeans? Yeah. No, They're I don't delicious. Even... They're such a nice wash. They are from, I think I got these on Vinted, actually, but I don't know where they're from originally. They're really nice. Yeah, they're, they're cool. Love them. And this belt is a thousand years old I don't know about that sorry thanks again Jenna really appreciate your time it's been brilliant thanks guys loved it yeah thank you so much thank you lots of love bye 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 guys Laura now. Oh, no, Laura's gone. <laughs> no. What's going on? I'm, I'm really laughing now because I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I know about this place. <laughs> We've got some um, thingies at the end. What do we call them? Bloopers. <laughs> oh, yeah. This needs to be the blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funnily enough, I've never heard of that. What about now? There you go. Yay! <laughs> back. It'll be me next. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.